Day two. Welcome back to the sports machine with Slim. A very angry, angry Slim you're going to have to deal with over the next 60 minutes. I'm trying to find a better adjective than angry to describe how I feel about the Celtics' performance last night. So I think I might just refer to a text I refer I, I uh, received from a friend of mine last night. Slim, Celtics are still extremely soft. Any sort of physical resistance totally derails them. Tatum and Brown still can't get quality looks when the other team is dug in defensively. Nothing's changed. Hauser is shooting good. Porzingis and Holiday are upgrades. But it's going to be another season that ends with us texting each other about how much tougher Larry Bird was than all of these guys. I could not have said it better myself. Insanity. What's the definition? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Celtics fans, are we all insane? Are we all, are we all insane? Why would we think anything different is going to happen at the end of this season than has happened over the last three to four seasons? That is my question. How can anyone wake up this morning and think, oh, the Celtics are going to win the title this year? How can you justify that type of a thought after what you saw last night? Okay, that's my angry rant to start. Let's put on the common sense basketball expert hat that I have in my possession. And I will tell you, the Celtics actually didn't play that bad last night. I think they played pretty good. They came to compete. Just that Indiana came to compete harder. Indiana had been embarrassed by the Celtics earlier in the season. They lost by 50. When you play basketball and you lose to another team by 50, like you get mad at that other team. And you store that anger for the next time that you play them. And you say, I don't want to be embarrassed in front of millions of people again. So Indiana came with that intensity. Plus, you got Aaron Naismith, who used to be on the Celtics. And if you watch, every time he plays against us now, that dude's hair's on fire. Like, he, he plays so hard. And as luck would have it, like, since we traded him, he's become one of the best three-point shooters in the entire NBA. I wasn't really thrilled when we traded him, but I wasn't complaining either. So I'm not going to say, oh, I told you so. I just did always kind of like that guy. And when you watch him play last night, oh, yeah, he's, he's a good guy to have on a team. The Indiana Pacers are good, people. I'm not going to spend all day talking about the Indiana Pacers, but they're legit. Benedict Matherin is, was, I thought he should have been the number one pick in his draft. He's, he's a stud. He's going to get there. And Tyrese Halliburton, uh, I, I liked Sacramento trading him away when it was for that was for Demonte Sabonis, right? That trade was made. I was like, oh, I like Sabonis. He's gonna go out there. Okay, what has Halberton done? Well, what's he doing now? He's draining threes from like half court, right in your face. Peyton Pritchard was right in his mug on one of those threes, and Halberton drains it. They have talent on Indiana, but I wasn't thinking about Indiana's talent in that way when I first started watching the game. I was like. Man, the Celtics are so good. The first quarter? I'm looking at my notebook as I was writing stuff down. It's 24-22 to at the end of the first quarter last night. For those of you that don't know, I'm just jumping right into it because I'm so angry. The Celtics lost last night in the first round of the in-season tournament. They do not get a chance to go to Las Vegas, which maybe is a good thing. 
right? Because uh, sometimes bad stuff happens out in Las Vegas and you're just partying or whatever. That is the city of sin, right? Uh, so maybe the Celtics didn't need to go there, but we needed to win this tournament, as I said yesterday, because you want to get used to taking the best shot from your opponents and get used to winning and learning what it takes to win against that level of competition. And the Celtics have not learned what it takes to win yet. 18 turnovers in the game is the statistic I would refer you to to back up my point. You cannot go into a big game and be like, I'm just going to throw the ball over there and let somebody else take it from you. I tell, I'm going to coach basketball practice tonight for my first and second grade team. We played our first game of the season on Saturday, and we tried to pass the ball a bunch of times, which I was very proud of. Because the team against us, they didn't try to pass very much. They just dribbled down and shoot it, got the rebound, shot it again until they made it. God bless them. They, they kicked our rear ends. But our first and second graders tried to pass the ball. I give them a lot of credit, but the other team probably stole the ball 10 times. So tonight at practice, I'm going to say, hey, first and second graders, we need to work to get open when we're going to receive a pass. And then you need to show your hands to show that you want the ball. We can't be throwing the ball away anymore. So I'm going to teach that, that lesson to my first and second grade basketball team tonight at practice when I really should be called in as an advisor to the NBA Boston Celtics team and tell them the same thing. Don't throw the ball to the other team, dude. Don't dribble into the double teams and lose the ball. Jalen Brown, like you've been doing for the last four years. When are you going to learn? Don't dribble into a crowd. How many times do you need to like lose the ball before you wake up and go, maybe I shouldn't be dribbling in there? In transition, dribble, dude. You're one of the best finishers in the NBA, maybe the best coming down one-on-one in, in transition. He, he always has his footwork good, gets to the hoop, and more times than not, he's definitely finishing and, and won if there's contact. Can he shoot threes? Jalen Brown, love you. Shoot threes all day long. Dude, don't be dribbling the ball through three people to try to get into the lane. It doesn't work. Your fadeaway, pretty stellar. It's a high-difficulty shot, but you can make it. Use that. Don't dribble through people into the lane. You lose the ball. This is like, like I said, it's insanity. I've been watching the same thing for four years. And now today, you people have to hear my wrath. You're, you're, you're subjected to my, to my wrath about this. At some point, I'm going to have to take it down a little bit. But I'm still fired up. I had a coffee this morning. Yesterday, last night, I listened to the replay of the very first episode of The Sports Machine, which aired yesterday for people that are just tuning in. We are a new show on WKXL radio here. We are going to be on live every weekday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. And we take callers from the listening audience. I would love to have callers from the listening audience. I'll say that because it gives me a chance to catch my breath and maybe wind down a little bit which um, maybe I should do, maybe I shouldn't, I don't know. It depends what you're thinking on the radio right now. Does this guy sound like a lunatic? Maybe I do. Maybe I'm just hardened and sick and tired of rooting for my favorite basketball team, the Celtics, and taking my time last night to watch the game and uh, being disappointed yet again. But our phone number for people that want to call and get on the line and have an interaction with me, I promise I won't be mean to you, is 603-224-1450. 603-224-1450, just like our AM station is 1450. 
deep breath, Jim. Slim, deep breath. This is the sports machine with Slim. Referring to my notebook from last night. Tatum has eight rebounds with six minutes left in the second quarter. Love it. Love me some Jason Tatum when he wants to get in there, be physical, and come down with the boards. Why? Because he's big enough to do that. Look at his muscles. He's strong enough to do that. Well, why doesn't he do that every night? Because he doesn't know how to win yet. When you're that big and strong, you need to go get the ball. I'll tell that to my first and second graders tonight, too, because we did a terrible job of rebounding on Saturday. But that's all right. I don't want to make them feel bad. (laughs) Hopefully none of them are listening right now. New Cornette last night. Dude, we don't need a backup center. We have a backup center. Luke Cornette is fine. He's actually, he looked like a monster last night. There was one stretch of three minutes where I'm like, this guy is playing like MVP level. He's a monster. He's seven feet tall. He's not slow. He doesn't look uncoordinated. You can throw dunks up in the air. There was a sick alley-oop pass to him that he threw down last night from Pritchard, I think. It, so that, that's not a weakness. Our backup center position, we got a big guy. We need Porzingis back. I think everybody knows that. Maybe our three-point shooting percentage last night would have been a little bit more uh, solid or acceptable, might be the better word, if Porzingis had played because he can knock down some threes. But whatever, he wasn't there. Derek White. Are people watching how much better Derek White is this year? He definitely got better last year. This year, he's been legit. He can do step back threes. (laughs) <laughs> I feel very confident when he's shooting a pull-up three. I didn't feel like that when he first came to the Celtics. He has worked himself into being a a real prime-time three-point shooter. He played great last night. The Celtics overall, they played a good game. The emotional advantage went to Indiana. They were on their own home court. The fans were going nutso. They had that burning desire inside of them because the Celts had embarrassed them earlier in the year by 50, and they just played harder. And what's the final reason that I want to talk about why the Celtics lost last night is because Jason Tatum is too willing to accept failure. I remember calling into a competitor station a couple of months ago, Adam Jones, who... Yeah, people's opinions on him as a talk show host vary. Sometimes I think he's good. Sometimes he's just, uh, I think he's just there to argue and not as good as me. But uh, I'll give you some thoughts on Adam Jones and competitive stations and more on the Celtics when we come back. You're listening to WKXL. It's 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. If you're listening on the radio, Online, you can go to nhtalkradio.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Sports Machine with Slim here on WKXL Radio. I had two people text me during the break saying, Hey, Slim, how can we listen to your show? And they're out of the listening area here. Concord and Manchester, they're closer out towards Hampton Beach. So I said, nhtalkradio.com. You can go there to listen live to WKXL at any time when we're on the air during the day, and you can go there to listen to shows that were recorded earlier in the day, and you can just play them back, nhtalkradio.com. It's easy to use, I'll tell you that. 
I'll also tell you more about the Celtics. I'm still, I'm still hot and bothered. I was going to open up this segment by talking about college football because I feel like the way I am today about the Celtics is how I would have been yesterday if I was a Florida State football fan. <laughs> they, I can just imagine if Florida State was a team I, I really cared about. I got a text last night from, from a cousin of mine. He said, hey, if Florida State had beaten Louisville 30-9 to and looked good, would they have gotten into the playoff, the play-in? And I was like, isn't that an interesting thought? If Florida State had beaten the ever-living crap out of Louisville on Saturday night, did they get in? Like, what if they had won 50-7? to And this new quarterback looked fantastic. Would they be in the playoff? I, how would you keep them out? Money, as I said yesterday. Alabama carries more money. Texas definitely carries more money. Texas is the number one school that college football would want in the playoff. They love football in Texas. Texas hasn't been at this level of a contender in forever. It's great marketing for football in in Texas, and there's just too much money in Texas that can come to the NCAA as a result of all the eyeballs coming onto Texas in the Final Four here. And not for nothing, Texas may be the best team in the country. I think it is quite possible. I would say their offense is definitely the best in football. I still worry about their defensive line. But I'm not all hot and bothered and emotional about that topic because, hey, uh, my team's got into the Final Four. Sorry, Florida State. Sorry, Florida State fans. If you're out there listening on the radio dial at WKXL, you will get no sympathy from me. Do what you got to do to win that game 50-9 to and win every game 50-9 to from, from now on. And that's a very similar message I would have to Jason Tatum. I said yesterday, dude's complaining too much. Has forever. All Celtics fans know it. If you're a real basketball fan, you watch him. It's like, dude, please, would you just please stop complaining? Like, like, like Slim from the sports machine, I can complain on, on sports radio here right now because it's kind of like what you're supposed to do with sports talk. You're kind of supposed to play, uh, complain. As a basketball player, your job is not to complain. And Friday night, when he got two technicals and got thrown out of the game, Tatum, see you later, you're out. And then afterwards, he's like, well, I didn't say anything that bad to the ref. It's like, dude, you dribbled into a double team. You lost the ball. Don't blame somebody else. You know why? That's, that's why I say he's too willing to accept failure. It's like, oh, it's not my fault I dribbled into a double team and lost the ball. It's your fault, referee. I've been playing basketball now for 25 years because he probably started when he was one or two years old. And, and it's like he hasn't learned that it's, it's your fault, Jason, when you lose the ball. And even last night, okay, the Celtics, they played a good game. I told you. I said this last segment. Indiana just came with more energy, and Indiana is good. Indiana, you will hear from Rick Carlisle is the coach of Indiana Pacers. That cat knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, and he's got a group of, of ball players there that can run, and they want to play up and down. They want to shoot threes, and he's put a system in place 
that will maximize the potential for each one of his players. That's what your job is as a basketball coach. I see so many basketball coaches out there like, well, I run this system, and we're going to do things this way. That's not how you maximize the talents of the players that are on your team. Every year, your teams are going to be different with different players, and you need to be able to maximize the, the strengths that each player brings to the table. That's what they're doing with the Indiana Pacers. Will they be able to do it all season long? Who knows? Will they be a force that can beat the Celtics in the playoffs? I don't know. All I do know is if the Indiana Pacers play the Celtics again tonight in Indiana, the Pacers are going to beat the Celtics again. Just just know this. Why? Because Jason Tatum is too willing to accept losing. I ended the last segment saying, I had called into the Adam Jones show about two months ago and they were talking about the Celtics future this was before the season had started and and what the potential was and they're back and forth this and that I said and he actually let me talk for for 40 seconds which was a treat by the way if you want to call this show I'll let you talk to it 603-224-1450 603-224-1450 the sports machine with slim I said on the Adam Jones show the only thing that matters for this coming season is if Jason Tatum is going to refuse to lose. Jason Tatum will decide whether the Boston Celtics win the title or not. That's the only thing that matters because he has the potential to be that good. But his desire or willingness to accept losing and blame other people is an impediment to his success. And I don't mean to be all negative towards Jason Tatum. But this is a message that he's clearly not receiving. You know how I know this? Because he's blaming the refs for getting thrown out of the game and, and for turning the ball over on Friday. And then last night, I have to sit and watch him with about 14 seconds left, and the Celtics down by seven, and the outcome of the game is over. We're done. And they throw the ball to him, and he loses it. It was in traffic. It's a tough play. Maybe there was a little contact. And he has to spend the next 30 seconds of my life complaining to the referee about how there wasn't a foul call. Listen, buddy, the game was over. You had the opportunity to impact that game for 47 minutes and 44 seconds. You want to wait till the last 16 seconds and complain to the ref because you lost. You lost. The ref did not lose the Celtics the game last night. So why do I have to listen and watch Jason Tatum complain for 30 seconds? Why isn't someone in that organization telling him, dude, you're putting your thoughts in the wrong area. Quit blaming somebody else. Oh, you can't say that to an NBA player. You can't say that. You can't, oh, oh, well, why not? Oh, because they're going to get upset. Oh, they might want to be traded. They might want to leave Boston. Okay. People, the Celtics haven't won anything with this group. Who cares if you ruffle some feathers, feathers and you get some people upset? We haven't won anything. We just think we're going to win every single time and then we lose. Post-game interview with Jason Tatum last night, I hear, are you upset that you didn't get to go to Las Vegas for the in-season tournament. Are you upset about the outcome? And he goes, 
Yeah, of course I'm upset. I wanted to go to Las Vegas. Oh, well, next year. It's like, dude, you haven't learned anything. No, not next year. You're not going to go next year. You're going to lose again. I'm sick and tired of it. It's me. It's mostly me. I'm sorry that it's probably me who gets too angry about all of this because I just love basketball so much. And I know when I play basketball, like you guys listening on the, the driving audience need to hear about Slim from the Sports Machine's basketball career. <laughs> I'm going to make you listen to it, people. <laughs> but I'm just, in all seriousness, this is what my texting friend, when he said, these guys aren't as tough as Larry Bird. It's like, I'm not saying I'm as tough as Larry Bird. I'm just saying I would play as hard as I could. And when I lost, I never blamed the refs. It was because the other team was as tough as me or was better than me. And believe me, I played against plenty of people who were better than me. And I don't have a problem saying it. Jason Tatum, I don't think he'd admit that anybody's better than him. Oh, it's well, you just got lucky. I'll get you next time. Oh, you know, it's the ref's fault. Oh, well, you know, you were traveling and I just didn't call it. There's always going to be an excuse with this dude. So, you know, I, I've, I've battled within myself as host of the sports machine how negative do I want to be? Like, do I want to uh, like attack coaches just verbally and say, "Oh, you know, like that person's dumb," or that that was such a you know stupid thing to do out there? Do I want to, you know like that's kind of mean, but that's that is how I talk sometimes to the TV. I will admit. So I'm still debating: should I really lay into these athletes as we continue on with the sports machine? I'm your host, Slim. We're here on WKXL Radio. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. To my friends out there listening on the uh, internet, it's NH, New Hampshire, nhtalkradio.com. Sports Machine with Slim is back here on WKXL Radio. I'm going to treat you listeners to one final text from one of my friends last night. And this one I think is the best. Actually, I got this one this morning. This was the first text I woke up to this morning. Celtics fans, you're going to love it. Marcus Smart is killing us with all these turnovers. <laughs> That's <laughs> I read that with a little emotion. There was some emotion emoji in in the text, but it's just like it was so great to read that. It's like, That's the same thing we've been saying for the last two or three years, texting to each other that Marcus Smart, what's he doing? This well, he wasn't there last night. He was not there last night. So guess what, Tatum? You can't blame Marcus Smart either. He wasn't there last night, but you know who is here today? You know who is live in the studio here today? I've got somebody I'm going to introduce to you, and you probably already know who she is, Jane Cormier, who hosts Artful Living on this show. She is the host. She has an incredible radio voice, and I feel a little bit of untapped potential when it comes to bringing controversy to the table because her show art for living is mostly positive and talking about good things in the community when i've seen her be fired up talking about sports (laughs) 
And see, even there's a laughter there. But what we're going to try to do, people, and if you don't mind listening, audience, I would even invite you, you could call in if you have a suggestion on how to do this at 603-224-1450. That's our phone line, 603-224-1450. We need to get Jane Cormier mad. So we're going to try to do this so you can all be treated to her, the angry side of her personality. Welcome to the table. Welcome to the sports machine, Jane. Welcome, Slim. Thank you, Slim. And you know what? It's not anger. It's passion. There's a difference. Is there? Right now, I feel I feel anger is overtaking the passion a little bit. Maybe it's inappropriate. With I don't know. Me? No, with me. Oh, not with you. Okay. God, God forbid. No, okay. for me. I, I'm angry. I. It is passion. But I'm I'm angry about about that I'm insane. No, I'm, you're you're not insane. I I totally agree with what you're saying about Tatum. I think it's immaturity. I think it's lack of mentorism. That although he uh, understands, you know, he's a great player and all that stuff. They all do, right? Yes. He does not understand the importance of leading a team. And it's not lip service, baby, that does it. It is play that scrapes you, cuts you, bangs you up, and shows the other team that you're going to go through him, right? That's what a leader does. That's what these multi-multi-millionaire athletes should be bringing to the court, which I think there's a big lack of that these days in the NBA in general. In all but sports, in community. In all sports, it's probably you're right. You're probably right in all sports. You know what? For real contact sports, though, I think they can't get away with that so much. It shows basketball, let's face it, is a little bit more of a finesse sport. Of course, it's, you know, contact, right? No, Tyrese, you have contact. Tyrese Halliburton jacking up threes from half court. That's finesse and skill more than physicality. You know, you, get a, you, don't get a, you don't get away with that stuff when you have to really tackle somebody or you really have to crunch someone in the corner on the ice, you know? You either do that or you don't. It shows. But I think in basketball, there's more finesse. There's more this attitude, you know, this talent. You know, I'm the old school, just like you. Larry Bird couldn't run, couldn't <laughs> jump, couldn't do anything, right? He outplayed them all because he outthought them and because he outworked them. And it's an ethic that I wish, wish both of our stars on the Boston Celtics would, would grab because they need the lesson. You know what we have uh, in here is the sports machine has that work ethic and that drive. I'm, I'm going to tell you, if you are listening to the sports machine with Slim and, and Jane today, <laughs> you, you will find out through time. We have that drive. I am going to outwork and outproduct the competition. I'm going to deliver a superior radio product to you, the listening audience. You have choices as you're driving around right now in your car looking to flip radio stations until you find one that you like. I promise you, you give us a chance here on WKXL, the sports machine. I'm going to make this the first station you tune to for you sports talk listeners. I know there's two big competitors out there in the market. I'm better than them. And you give me six months. Set the set the stopwatch right now. Six months, and I'll tell you, uh, Jane, come here. You could help uh, that, uh, elevate that rise or, or quicken, hasten that rise to the top. If I can get you angry, I'm still hearing laughter, but. Go- <laughs> You'll have to keep hearing laughter. I got a lot of that in me. But, you know, the anger, I think, you, you say it's anger. I say it's passion. And I say it's frustration because those those games that we lose, and whether you're talking about Bruins, Celtics, or whoever, right, that we should win. The games that we lose as a team that we should, by all other measurements, win. 
are the things that get me angry at the moment of watching it. Should we have won last night? Should we have beaten the Indian Pacers last night? You watched the game, right? Did, should we have beaten shoulda, that team? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Exactly. We should not have beaten that team. That right there, that's the mindset that I'm I'm angry about mm-hmm. and, and that when we're blaming Marcus Smart, it's it's that we're always <laughs> looking for an excuse, Celtics fans, because we want the Celtics to win. We he, Here's something you can write down. I want the Celtics to win at, as bad as I wish they wanted to win themselves. Yes. Like I want them to win more than they want to win. Maybe not through practice, maybe not through workouts in the offseason because Tatum and Brown are coming back and they are jacked. They're working out, and obviously. But Big when whoop. It, they, exactly. When it comes time to win the game, Tatum is not doing exactly what you said earlier. Give me the ball, get out of the way, and I am going to get this done. I'm not sure he's going to ever be able to do it. I don't think he has. Listen, he's a youngin' still, right? He's still very young. And I'm not sure, though, that that kind of inner conviction, burn, whatever you want to call it, is in that man. Now, he, obviously, if you know him outside of when you've seen his stuff that he does in the the community. I like him. He is. Likeable, gracious guy, believes in God, has a beautiful kid. I mean, you know, has so much going. I like him. But when you put him on the court... That fire, I don't care what anyone says, that fire at the moment when it counts the most is missing. What about in Game 7 last year against, there was the 76ers where he dropped 51 points, I think. Big whoop. Give me, you know what, did we win? Did we win anything well, last year? Well, against the 76ers, we won that series. So yeah. what, what? can he partly be a winner? or is he just... No, you're not ever a partly a winner. Now, that doesn't mean that you <laughs> never lose, right? It doesn't mean that you never lose, but you can't be partly a winner. That's where we are right now. We're partly winners with I... great players, great opportunities. We, we finally have people on that court that could go all the way. They could do it. They That's possess right. the ability to do it. And the talent. But you, they, they do not possess that I've seen, the fire to do it. I think a way, if I was uh, going to describe in a positive way the Celtics, we could say certain things uh, uh, like Jane might be nice about it. Or if I wanted to be mean and I wanted to be negative, I would say the Celtics are losers. And you know how they're losers? Because they haven't won anything. Celtics haven't won anything. Does that mean they can't win anything? No. No. You don't have to be a loser all your life. <laughs> Drew Holiday is certainly not a loser. Drew Holiday is, I love that man. I'm yeah. so glad he's on the, our team. And, and mind you, when we're saying this, that the fire isn't in the, te- isn't in the team, I'm not saying individually, because I think Holiday does have fire. Oh, I he think has he it. plays with it every second he's on. Derek plays with it every second he's on but but there's a difference between individual fire and the bigger almost omnipresent feeling that your superstars bring to the to the floor to winning teams the team fire comes from jason tatum or should or lack thereof Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right that's what's missing and let's i mean it matters when your best player has that fire it matters and we could switch to another sport and even talk about that for a second how about brad marshall and what he's been doing with the bruins i'd love to hear your thoughts on that because i haven't talked about that at all yeah well he's i love brad marshall i think he you know for those of us that have known him from the beginning we all know that he was a real what's the word irritant irritant Irritant. awesome word yes he's an irritant but you know what he was our irritant and 
and he never, ever goes away, right? Hurt, broken ribs, you name whatever you could name for that guy. He plays 200% on that on that rink. Say whatever rink. you want. The guy is undersized and not afraid to this, fight anyone. If he's dirty, he's not afraid to fight anyone. So if you have a problem with him, go find him. Totally totally funny when you see the behemoths that they now breed in the NHL, okay? Because they're bigger now than they've ever been before. And of course, these big guys are using much longer sticks, which nobody really talks about, right? And uh, longer arms. You know, you're talking now a stick and puck game. And you have Brad Marchand, who's considerably smaller. And the story this weekend with him, I don't care if you were dead, this story moved you. So So you know the Bruins had three losses in a row you know, they had the best... Time to panic. No, no time to panic. But they had their best rating in the league, number one, from day one. Then, well, Last year, we're talking about last year. Remember when the Bruins had the best record last year? Yeah, I told that's you all, different. I was going to try and make Jane angry. I'm going to do it by cutting her off right now because okay. I'm going to read. You're on WKXL. Okay. 14.50 a.m. 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can find us on nhtalkradio.com and you can find us right here in about two minutes. We'll be back. WKXL, the sound of angry voices. This is the Sports Machine with Slim, the king of the angry voices. And we are lucky enough to have in the studio today, Jane Cormier from Artful Living, the uh, queen of not angry voices, but sometimes she's going to deliver a, <laughs> a powerful, positive story about Brad Marchand and the Bruins. Go ahead. Don't give me that. <laughs> Don't give me that. Listen, Brad Marchand is my hero. I love that guy. Anyway, uh, so when before the break, we were talking about the fact that the Celtics, the Celtics, excuse me, the Bruins were having a little skid. They lost three in a row, which was the whole league was going, holy moly, what happened? Because no one could get by our, our goaltenders, right? Because Boston is great goaltending. Anyway lose three games. Then we learned last weekend um, they won. Uh, Brad Marchand's, I guess, grandmother died on Friday and they played, I think, on Saturday. I might have these days off by That's day. That's all right. I don't know. Go right, bro. But whatever. Um, the grandmom died and he was heartbroken, right? And he said he was playing anyway. So he played the game the next day and he had the game winning goal in overtime. Yeah, okay. total coincidence, I'm sure, All people, right. right? So then the next game, um, he he scored another goal that won the game. And then two nights ago, he had a hat trick. And this was a natural hat trick. Okay, so this was three, three shots past the goaltender in play. And uh, this last one was in Boston Garden, I guess, two nights ago. So he has, like, single-handedly... <laughs> Mm. turned around the Boston you talked about leadership the Boston Bruins after they hit the skids for three they've now won three and they won them because of Brad Marchand all five what five eight of him is he five eight whatever he is would he have done those same actions would he have had those same results if his grandmother had not passed away okay well here's here's something that I've thought about that really and I think and not going to the excuse thing because we know that you talked about no excuses but 
is it possible that the Bruins, because he is their captain and he is central, his grandmom died through, I'm sure, slowly. She's an older gal, so I'm sure that she was However going, it, happened, right, it happened. She was going through, the, I think, life, the end of life, and maybe that had something to do with his play those three games and maybe that determined how other players played in those three games and maybe that's why they lost maybe that was a factor in the loss because we're not machines we're people and things happen right and it changes how we react sometimes you need an outside influence to inspire you people like the, the sports machine here we're here to inspire people and to help make good things happen in your life. You continue to listen to other stations that aren't bringing you good things into your life. Listen to the sports machine, and I will help deliver to you some positive <laughs> results. It's that simple. I have this power, Slim, with the sports machine. Uh, Brad Marchand, hats off. I mean, to, Literally. I, you said he was crying <laughs> at, at the death of his grandmother. And I have no doubt he was crying big time at the death of his grandmother. I'm sure. And that's just, uh, it's, it's powerful. The, the impact that emotions and outside influences can have on one individual and then on a team from that one individual. Mm-hmm. And to bring it all back like we have been doing with Jason Tatum, he needs to find a way to lead and refuse to lose, whether it's getting angry at his teammates like Michael Jordan used to do, they didn't like him He because he was a jerk when he lost. He was to that level angry, but he didn't blame the refs. Well, a couple times he did. He was a big one for, oh, I got fouled stuff. Come on. I remember he's those games. He's not LeBron level. No, Come on. No, he's I mean, not that's... LeBron, but he did it plenty. I mean, he'd barrel his way in through the air, knock six people around, and go, I was fouled. The New Come York on. Knicks used to slam him to the ground. If you look oh, at please. the YouTube videos, yeah. they, their strategy was to nail Jordan. Right, because they couldn't stop him any other way. If, if one of those hits happened in today's NBA, that'd oh, yeah. be like a fake riot with everybody in <laughs> no each kidding. other's face and nothing would happen. They're but wimps today. Th- There's no doubt. He got hammered time and just would get up <laughs> because I'm did. not going to complain. I'm not going to go to the refs. I'm going to beat you. Right. And Tatum thus far doesn't have it. Maybe I, he doesn't. Maybe I it's just not in there. I, does he need to be traded to have Maybe it? Like, is that even an option? Because guess what? Who who would you get rid of Tatum for? It's the whole NBA. Luka Doncic. Oh my God. What do about I have Brown? To, Where do, do you to, stand on Brown? I I like Jalen Brown. Uh, I like his work ethic. I like the way he, he he handles himself in public. I think he's a good guy. I don't know him, but I would say I like that man. But if I was his coach, he would instantly become a better basketball player tomorrow. Because I would tell him, on this team, you're not dribbling through people. And if you try to dribble through people and you lose the ball, I'm calling a timeout or the next whistle, you're going to the bench. I love it. And I don't care how much money you make. If you don't like it, it's because you don't want to get better. You don't want somebody to show you how to win. You don't know how to win. You would have already won. He forces it is what it is. If you knew how to win, you would have already won. You need somebody to show you how to win. Joe Mazzula is not doing this I kind of for agree. that team. Yeah. I don't know Joe Mazzula. I don't really care to know him, whatever. I'm not here to say he's a bad guy, but I, he has not impressed me as somebody who knows how to coach a championship-level basketball team. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think he's a good guy. I think he's probably a decent coach, but you know what? 
he doesn't instill the burn. And this team isn't ever going to win until they get the burn. You can't feel it and you can't see it, so you know they don't have it. Where can we get this burn from? Can we go to the neighborhood store and find it on a shelf? <laughs> I will buy it for them. I will go to whatever store has this burn. I will personally drive it down to the team facility and hand it to them. Where can we get this burn? I don't know. Maybe that's the part of greatness that isn't so hard to to get. You either have it or you don't, right? Or maybe the sports machine just needs to get big enough ratings-wise <laughs> so that word filters that some some dude, some schmo called Slim on WKXL Radio is saying such and such about you, Tatum. What do you have to say about that? And he's probably going to say, well, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I'm going to say, dude, what have you won? Did you win anything in college? <laughs> have you won anything in the pros? What have you won? What has Jason Tatum won? Well, he'll Nothing. just he he doesn't have to. I think Jason's very comfortable. I think he enjoys his life. I don't know if that's bad or good. I think he enjoys his placement in the the world of basketball. He enjoys his family life, and that's all to the good. But maybe it's now inside the unnameable thing, the unnameable feature of a great star of the Larry Birds. Of the Bobby Orr's, that level, Ted Williams, Boston has been graced with the, I think, the greatest athletes of our time. David Ortiz. Yeah. Well, you know, what a guy, right? Pedro. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty. So he ain't got that spark. And I don't know that you can get it. He likes, he enjoys, Jason Tatum enjoys believing that he's going to win tomorrow. Mm. That's who he is. That's who's at the core. That's why after the loss last night, he's like, oh, well, we'll get, we'll get to Las Vegas next year. He believes, he's been trained to believe he's going to win something. He thinks he's owed something. Well, guess what? Tyrese Halliburton didn't owe you nothing. He took your lunch money last night. Mm-hmm. Sad. Sad. It's a very sad state of affairs. And, and this is why I always wonder, as host of the Sports Machine, how negative do we want to be? Because am I motivating anybody out there to really get out there and, and take on the day today right now? Jane, what would you think if you're in the car listening to this show right I'd now? I'd be laughing right now. But I'll tell you what, if you're laughing right now, that's a good thing. If you have a few minutes, I'm telling you, go on YouTube and find the three goals that Brad Marchand shot two games ago, and you will smile. Because all three of them are this little nitty-gritty guy going up to the goaltender and shooting a shot and getting it past the goaltender at, you know, the most important time in the game. And it'll make you smile. I'm drawing parallels. I feel like the sports machine is this little nitty-gritty radio show that's just going <laughs> to plow through the big ones and put the puck right in the net, and they're not even going to know what happens. It happened. It's going to be too late. Does Massachusetts have a monopoly on or patent on sports talk radio? No, 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 they don't. New Hampshire is, is going to be heard from people. Yay. Yeah, yeah. The sports machine with Slim is going to be heard from. You want to be tuning in to this show every weekday, 10 to 11, or catching it on tape delay and htalkradio.com at any time you can hear this show or share replace it, of other Share shows. it, share it with friends, right? I mean, because if you go on NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, the program's right there, and you could share it with your friends. Let them listen to Slim. He's kind of funny. So, or angry. Or angry. And then, uh, most importantly, tell them to call. 
I want callers on this show. I would love somebody to be like, oh no, Jason Tatum's a winner. He's going to lead us to sure, the promised land. Fun. And I'm just going to be like, what, dude? What? <laughs> like, I'd like to have interaction with that type of person. I, I would love to see what type of life they're living with that eternal optimism. Like, oh, I just keep getting kicked out, but I'm going to get up there tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to go to Las Vegas. It's going to be great. What is it? There's a saying in Spanish that says, mañana, mañana, todo mañana. Tomorrow, tomorrow, always. Tomorrow. That's it with the picture of Jason Tatum. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> Jason Tatum's picture with Manana. That will get him tomorrow. Don't worry, it's all gonna work out just fine. Hey, you know what? That might be an idea. Everybody's got an idea for T-shirts. I want the sports machine T-shirts. I want yeah. everybody to be wearing one of those. Why don't but- you make them s- send in ideas of what the T-shirt would look like for Tatum? No, yeah, it's for him you. complaining to the refs. No, <laughs> That's a big no, picture no. of Tatum complaining to the refs. Oh, we'll get it tomorrow. He's all ask, mad. Ask your <laughs> listeners to send in a design for a t for a t shirt that you'll choose for your program. Yeah, if somebody wants to do that, I do have a friend right now working on a great new uh, logo. We'll mm-hmm. see uh, if that happens. Uh, you know, but but uh, for now, we're gonna focus on tomorrow. I want some callers to the sports machine. Okay. I want people to call in. In fact, I do have a guest lined up for tomorrow. Uh, mystery guest. And I'll just leave it at that. But 603-224-1450 is the number you're going to want to dial to get in tomorrow and get on the sports machine with Slim. We're live every weekday, 10 to 11 a.m. WKXL. The station's to listen on 1450 a.m., 103.9 FM in Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. You can always hear us on nhtalkradio.com. I love the listeners. Stay positive out there. The sports machine's out.